When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Rafa hits a forehand winner. And so, 15.40, we are at match point. Two match point. Good serve from Casper. 30-40. Second match point now. Oh, and that's it, with a backhand winner, 7-5, 7-5, from Rafa Nadal. Casper still wins the group, but Rafa avoid, avoids to going out with a 0-3. A well-needed win for him after four straight losses, 7-5, 7-5. So, finally, finally, Rafa gets a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, a needed win. Let, let's start, I hate to start with the loser all the time, but sometimes the loser will grab the headlines. What was, it, it just felt like Casper was sort of, I'm in the semifinals, I'm up against Rafa. Maybe it's a matchup problem. Do you think it might be a matchup problem for Casper? Yeah, I... I, I... So uh, it's not a favorable matchup for him, but I think like he he played quite well. He did his things well, but uh, uh, he lacked a bit of of greed today, like in his last performances. In yeah. fact, in fact, in uh, in the topic moment, uh, he had. A little bit less compared to Rafa, who probably wanted this win more than him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think uh, it was very important for Rafa, of course, 
bearing in mind what has happened now. At least he's broken that run of defeats. Uh, there was a very funny tweet, of course, that I put up earlier. I don't know if you could see that. The one where it's him and Roger going, finally, after he wins a set. Well, now it's finally he's won a match. He's not won one since New York. Uh, he's going to be on the court in a second to give his on-court interview. I'll... um. I'll relay what he says as well. Give me some thoughts on Nadal's performance today. Nadal served unbelievable, I would say. He served in a fantastic way. Uh, I think that even if the score is a 7-5, 7-5, he played much better in the second set than okay. in the first. Uh, even with his forehand, um, in, with his, his baseline shots, um in the first set he he made some some bad mistakes um, here and there uh, but in the second set he played very good and i think that he can he can look with a smile <laughs> at his off season uh we need we still need the uh, um I don't know further further information uh, from him because this match, yeah, Casper is a, a great player. Uh, we are at an ATP final, so uh, a good stage. But I think that we need some more information from him. But uh, finding a win, it's uh, it's obviously important. Uh, he did well in the second set, so I think that. Definitely a better performance for him. Yes, I agree. Um, I'll, I'll let you know when he comes on court for his interview and let you know what he says. Uh, but I just have a quick look at Twitter a second. I see you've just tweeted as well. Obviously, Rafa's win today. Uh, his first win since New York. His first win in four matches. Um, and uh, I'm going to bring this tweet up on the screen where, uh, where there's that famous Instagram live thing where... Uh, uh, did Rafa win today? Ah, oh, finally. Just give me a second. I'll get up on the screen where, where him and uh, Roger having their good little bit of uh, fun there. Did Rafa win today? Yes, finally. And we've got Ghibli in on the chat as well. Good win for Rafa. Hard to know what to make of that. Rude wasn't filming with confidence for their next meeting. But listen, I think the thing for Rude, it's not just about their next meeting or future meetings. I think the bigger concern for me is that I think you can lose momentum. I think you can lose momentum in tournaments especially. And I wonder if now Rude is going to go into the semi-final, whether it be against Tsitsipas or Rublev. And there'll be a slightly different... I think I think there is... It does make a difference. It may even give a bit more confidence. I mean, imagine he won all three of these matches. Suddenly, we'd be going to the semi-finals and be thinking, my goodness me, maybe, just maybe, Rude can go on and win this thing. However, yeah. given given the way he performed today, you can lose momentum. That's what That's all I'm saying. Yeah, even because even because he'll play Saturday on Saturday, uh, I'm sure he'll play in the on, in in the evening, because Tsitsipas uh, and Rublev and Rublev will play tomorrow at uh, nine p.m. in Turin, and it's quite uh, uh, quite difficult because uh, um, the winner of between Tsitsipas and Rublev. Play plays tomorrow, and yep. if he wins, uh, he'll he'll get a boost of confidence to arrive on Saturday strong. Um, so it will be a difficult semi-final. Mm. 
Yeah, I, I agree with what you said. In fact, um, yeah, I, I was expecting a little bit more, but yeah, I'm not concerned. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, Rafa, 37 winners. That's a huge number, even if 16 with a forehand. Just, just one second. Todo bien. No, no necesito nada. No, nada, nada. Estoy bien. Gracias. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Mario. Just a little, little chat uh, in Spanish. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Look the the winners, forehand. winners count. Forehand, 16 winners and only seven and four today, and that's a good, uh, good sign. Um, I agree. I'm just going to yeah. interrupt you because Raf is about to talk, and I'll, I'll relay what he says. Okay. I've been practicing well. Not enough matches, maybe. A little bit of a lack of confidence. That's how it is. Accepting the things that didn't go my way. But at least I finished today with a positive victory. It's important. It's the last official match of the season. Happy. Yesterday was a good practice, uh, but today was great against a great player. Very simple thing is that I need to compete, otherwise, if I'm at home, I'm not calm when I'm not competing. That's how it is. I have to try my best. I have to put the best attitude. I will not be able to stay happy if I'm just staying home by myself without giving it my best. What are your hopes for next year? No dreams. I can't ask for more. This year has been tough, last six months, two Grand Slams, finishing a higher spot on the ranking than I started. At my age, achieving this means a lot to me. 2023, let's try to have the right preparation, work the proper right, and start the season with the right energy to reach the level I need to be competitive from the beginning. Let's see. Let's. I'm excited about it. So, could you could you hear Rafa as well, by the way, when I was talking? Yeah. Mm, yeah, it's quite similar of what we were we were saying. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I agree with with his words. I think he said he said it right. Um, I looked like uh, I looked him, and he was truly happy. It was a true happiness to have finally uh, won a match, uh, to to get back that winning feeling that probably it's um, he missed it in in these past two or three months because he he hasn't experienced it since since the U.S. Open. 
So I think that he's he's truly happy to uh, to have turned the things around today. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Listen, I think what I was probably saying regarding Casper, first of all, Novak is Novak. Okay, so Novak can win matches, can lose matches. He'll still be amazing and, and he can just do that. But but for the rest of us mere mortals, um, I think it maybe depends on your last match as well. And I think Casper Ruud uh, probably needs to show and, and achieve a bit more, if you like, for us to believe him. I know there's a, a lot of people on, on tennis Twitter that are saying, why don't we believe him? Well, the reason we don't believe him is because at the absolute elite, and Casper Ruud is top 10 in the world, top five in the world, definitely deserves to be here, definitely deserves to be in the semifinals. So once we put that there, but then... If you're going to win majors, and if probably you're going to win an ATP Tour Finals, you're going to have to beat somebody in the top, top, top level of this sport, top three, for example. And by the way, I know the rankings don't suggest it, but uh, Novak is clearly top three, maybe even top one. So, you know, he's not beaten a, uh, you know, a Novak in, when he's in the top three. He's not beaten a Rafa in the top three, et cetera, et cetera, in the world. You know, he didn't beat Carlos or, or Rafa last year in the, in the two major finals. It's not to say that he in, in three days from now, he may have proved us all wrong. I just don't think that this defeat is I don't think that this defeat is irrelevant, is what I'm saying. I do think there may be some relevance. And as as Ghibli rightly says, let's see, we'll never know. Um, I just think it's better to go into the semifinals with a win. So let's take Andre or Steph. One of them is going to go into the semifinals with a win. One of them's going to go in with a defeat. And I just think it's slightly better if you go. Just a, We're talking about 0.1% here. I'm not, I don't think we're talking about the end of the world for Casper. And of course, we'd rather, everyone would rather be in Casper's shoes than, than Rafa's today. Uh, Rafa yeah. winning, but going out, losing, going through is, is far better. Um, listen, I think we should share this lovely tweet that you just put up there with, uh, with a smiling Rafa as well. Um, <laughs> Listen, let's also have a look at a couple other comp uh, uh, comments here from Ghibli. Nice to have you as well, as, as always, in the chat. I, I guess natural, but I feel like Rafa and, uh, and, no sorry, Na uh, Rafa and Novak uh, referenced their age a lot more than Roger did. I actually think it's Rafa who, who talks about his age more than... It. I remember once, I think it was about 18 months ago, maybe it was in Rome, 2021, and Rafa's like, you know, um, we're not getting any younger. And I think Djokovic said something like, uh, I still feel young, you know. Uh, yeah, I think too. Yeah. Just then, uh, then it's also it's also a matter of of comparison. Uh, here in this in this historical tennis moment, there are a lot of young guys. So probably um, there is um, two. There is um, the difference is wider than when Federer was thir thirty three, uh, thirty four, thirty five. Because uh, we had still Novak and Rafa, uh, who were 30, 31, 29. Um, so it's probably a bit different because right now we have Carlos Alcaraz, number one in the world, 20, um, 19 years old. Uh, but we have uh, also uh, Tsitsi Pass, who's uh, 23. Um, Kasper Ruud is also a young player. Um, Holger Rune, who, who won uh, uh, who won Masters in in Paris last week. Um, so yeah, I think that uh, yeah, that's my opinion. I don't know. 
Yeah, fair enough. I'm just going to read out a few tweets here. One here from Jethro. Um, so much better from Nadal today. Really happy to see him end his season with a win, even if it doesn't mean anything in this event. Hopefully he enters 2023 with a good amount of confidence and match practice. Yeah, I, OK. Listen, we've mentioned how important or not important maybe this is for um, for Kasper Ruud and the semifinals, etc. But let's talk about Rafa. And I think this match does matter. I think... Going into 2023 on the back of five defeats, uh, albeit on a surface and, and conditions that maybe aren't perfect for him, I think it would be it would it would shake it would shake it, it is it has been shaking tennis uh, if you like. Or so it would be four four. Def- what is it? So uh, yeah, we had we've had four in a row, and it would be five in a row if he'd lost today. Yeah, so I think it has been shaking you and me when we're watching Rafa put four hands yeah. into the net and, and failing with volleys, uh, we've been going, oh, this is this is jarring. This is weird, you know, and, and uncomfortable yeah. sometimes. And I think so. Therefore, I think winning today, imagine if he lost today, even if it was three sets. Imagine if he lost today, bearing in mind the matchup with with Casper in the past, you know, that would only increase the the concerns and the and the people saying, you know, he's done. Yeah, I I truly agree because um, I think uh, I checked uh, his his career stats and uh, in his professional career uh, he lost five matches in a row only once and he was very very young um, so um, <laughs> yeah um, so yeah uh, this win is very important to to end this this trick and to to be a little more relaxed uh, okay i went to turin things went bad but at least i won a match i i played some matches against against my my top opponent and i won i won once <laughs> so at least uh, the picture the picture is less less horrible. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think now we are we're not quite in neutral territory regarding Rafa. I think we've still got one or two more concerns than 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 being in neutral or, or somewhere in positive. But I think um, you know I think if he was to, personally. I prefer would prefer him to play a 250 uh, at the beginning of January. There's there's two or three I think in Australia that that build up to the. Uh, I know we've got this um, this what do you call it the United Cup. I think yeah. that's that's nice. Uh, personally, I would be fine with him playing doubles there. For example, I know he played. I know he played a doubles match in Australia at the beginning of the year. Most people forgot about it because I think he played one doubles match and concentrated on the Melbourne 250. Um, but I think if he if they play that summer set again in Melbourne, that 250, I think that's perfect preparation. I spoke to I think it was Owen about this a few months ago from Popcorn Tennis, and he said to me that it wasn't. For him, it wasn't just the fact that Rafa had that tournament before. He said it was also very good for him to play on Rod Laver Arena for three, four, four matches, whatever yeah, it was. Um, and I, I, I also took something from that tournament, which was uh, where's the United Cup going to be played? Is it going to be in Melbourne or is it somewhere? Or is it, I think it's all over the country. I think the United Cup, you know, Sydney, Adelaide, and Melbourne. I think so. Maybe Perth too. Yeah, yeah. Even if. Uh, uh, uh... For, for the moment, I, I don't remember which country is 
in, in which city. It's it's a little bit difficult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to, yeah. To learn the format, but yeah. Um, for example, for example, um, Novak Djokovic is not in the United Cup. Is he not? Okay. Well, not, is he definitely not, or he wasn't because of his visa status until now? He's um, he could enter in any way in the tournament, uh, like he did last year, entering the, the entry list in the Australian Open. Uh, he was in the draw. Then uh, he was uh, he was cancelled by by the draw and entered uh, an Italian lucky loser. Um, so he he made the choice to to not enter the tournament. Um, same for example, Yannick Sinner, who Yannick Sinner is like in in same situation of Rafa Nadal because he he's been injured now, and so uh, he will need to to build his confidence in Australia before the Australian Open, uh, and he. Um, uh, he chose to to play in Adelaide, uh, 250 uh, yeah. events instead of uh, of the United Cup. So I don't know. It's uh, it's a tricky a, a tricky situation uh, because uh, in January there there are so many weeks, uh, so many, so so few weeks uh, before before the Australian Open. It's just two weeks, three weeks. Uh, so it's it's quite important to to have the right schedule uh, in order to arrive at the Grand Slam ready. Do you know what I I am not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. By the way, I think uh, as Ghibli says here, the teams have been decided for the United Cup. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they've yeah. been decided. And Rafa uh, is Rafa is in. I I hope. What I hope is that Rafa is able to play a little bit at the United Cup, but also able to play a 250. Um, uh, say for example in Melbourne if there, if there is one. And then and then go into the the Aussie Open like that. Uh, listen, Ghibli also makes a point about about Rafa's preparations last year were far from ideal. Of course, having barely played for six months, um, but of course, with with a with a slam very different to this ATP uh, Tour Finals, yeah. and even even different to a Masters One Thousand where you're already playing Tommy Paul um, in your first match. You know, after a couple of months. Of course, at a slam, you can five sets. You might get Richard Gasquet in the first round, for example. We know how Rafa loves that matchup and so on and so forth. And then suddenly you're playing Tommy Paul, for example, in the fourth round. And it's a five set yeah. match and you've yeah. already played nine or ten sets. And you, you've, I mean, Rafa, for example, at the Australian Open said that he started to feel some belief and confidence in the Hatchinoff match, which was, I think was his third round match last year. And of course, he'd already, he'd already, you know, had a couple of good matches, straight sets, I think they were, but it was in that match that he started to realize. I, I wonder, and I'm not an expert in this, this field at all, uh, in terms of fit, fitness and in terms of tennis and coaching, but I wonder if, if Rafa's 2023 kind of starts now and it even starts, even started maybe in Paris Bercy. So he had that Paris Bercy. He's had this week in in Turin as well, where he's obviously been practicing as with with playing practice sets with the guys. Um, I don't know if he's played Holger Rune, but he certainly had practice sets, I think, with Felix and one or two others. And then, of course, he's played Felix and Taylor. And now, I wonder if it might be a mistake if, like most players that have had nine or ten months, 
uh, of, of constant play, someone like Tsitsipas or Rublev, I think they need this four or five weeks. And I would urge them not to go near a tennis court for three or four weeks. Like we see, I saw Sviontek on a beach, by the way, reading a book. Absolutely good idea. Chill out. But I wonder, because Rafa's barely played in the last, in the second half of the season, if maybe it would be good for him keep going and build some momentum. I don't necessarily... He's obviously got these matches with Kasper Ruud on clay. I think that's kind of bizarre going to South America for that. But anyway, that aside, if he can continue on the practice courts uh, of uh, of Manacor, uh, maybe get to Australia pretty early like he did last year. I think he was there by the... 26th, 27th of December after he'd come out of COVID. We saw him on the on the on the practice court saying um something along the lines of shh, don't tell anyone I'm here, you know, yeah. something like that. I think that was New Year's Eve or something like that. He I saw that picture. Um and I wonder if he should then and then the second his Australian Open finishes, that's when he takes his break and we don't see him until play. I know he's been a regular at Acapulco, but I I think I think Acapulco is looking like very unlikely already. I think he's already he's either said he won't be there or basically everyone's read between the lines saying he won't be. He could play Indian Wells. I don't think we'll ever see him play Miami again just because of the proximity to the clay season and, and he's not done so well there anyway. We might see him at Indian Wells, but personally, I would be fine if we just build up to Australia. And, and I mean, the build up starts now. Different attitude to Sviontek, Rublev, Tsitsipas, maybe even Djokovic as well, uh, who have played a fairly intense, who has played a fairly intensive indoor season. Those guys, different. If I was their their, their physical coach, I'd say take take four weeks off, and we'll we'll see you in in Australia at the end of December. Um, but for Rafa, because of this period of not hardly playing, I think it might be good if he keeps the, keeps going. Either either somehow playing practice sets with I don't know Vadasco in Manacor or. Or just get to Australia early and and, and get some practice. Yeah, he'll go against. to he'll go to South America with. Kasper I know he's Ruud. going. Yeah, he's going to South America. The only problem I have with that is it's clay and it's South America. It's a it's a journey. It's a trip. I know it's he's yeah, not yeah, flying. That's, that's he's, not it, on, but, he's not in economy like you and me. Yeah, you're right. But uh, but it's it's like part of the of the preparation for me. Uh, I think that his okay. his 2023 has started. Is uh, he started the this week, last week in Paris, um, he wants to 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 stay fit till the Australian Open to play good tennis in the Australian Open, and I think he he knows he knows what to do. I I think that uh, um, he he has already already. Um, he has a plan. He has a plan to to arrive in Australia in in fully fit form. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I've got a tweet there from Simon Cambers, and by the way, uh, I've got his book here uh, that he's uh, just published um, with, along with his co-author Simon Graf. Uh, I did an interview with Simon Graf a few weeks ago on Stan Wawrinka. So uh, if you are watching right now, check out my interview with Simon uh, about uh, Stan Wawrinka. I think it's called Let's Talk Stan Wawrinka from a couple of weeks ago. But I'm also going to be having Simon Cambers on the on the show in a week or two. Uh, I've yet to finish his book. I've, I've just started it. So I probably need another week or so at least to finish it. Um, so I'm looking forward to having Simon on. Uh, make sure you click that like button, by the way, because Mario, by the way, who was all by himself, 
for nearly the entire match today, uh, taking us through going, ooh, four races <laughs> in a row from Servbot Rafa, or what a, what a winner down the line, or Casper Rude puts in it, and, and I think he did great. So um, definitely hit that like button. And, and also, we need subscribers. Um, we're trying to get to 1,000. Uh, I've got some great shows, by the way, coming up, Mario, uh, yeah. regarding matches of the year. I've already interviewed uh, Mark Petchy. We did, uh, who was the commentator, a former British player, world number 80. And uh, we did a, a show. He was a commentator. He's a very famous commentator nowadays. Uh, and, of course, he was commentating for the Rafa uh, Medvedev final in Australia. So I've already recorded it. That's going to go out in December. Uh, I did another one with Pam Shriver. <coughs> excuse me, on, on Serena Williams's matches uh, at the US Open. I've also done one on, on the French Open, uh, Rafa Nadal against Djokovic with Owen. And I've got a, an interview. I've got two interviews lined up next week, one with Gil Gross. We're going to be talking about Carlos Alcaraz and uh, and Sinner, of course. And that didn't go your way. Mario, just just quickly regarding that match, how disappointed, how did you feel when, when Sinner lost that? Were you like, oh, that's terrible? Or, or did you just go, this has just been a beautiful match? Yeah, I'm, I'm like that. For... Um... For me, when when a match is beautiful, for I I feel I feel good in the end, even if uh, even if my guy has uh, has lost, uh, I was I was happy to to be part of, of a little piece of of tennis history, even if <laughs> as a as a spectator. Um, that's for me, and yeah, I I I have. I have a lot of passion to to this sport, and for me to be able to watch to watch these these guys playing playing unbelievable points in in the biggest stage, it's it's fantastic. Um, and now even more because now I can I can relate a bit with them. Uh, the, the actual generation is like my my age, so for me it's quite it's also quite 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 emotional in some ways to to watch them winning grand slams being number 10 5 1 in the world so i'm i'm very happy for for them i i'm looking forward to the next season okay um before we finish this episode i do think we should have a quick word on this evening's uh, match uh, of course, which is uh, tonight. I've got it on the on the screen going across the bottom there at 7.55 GMT, 8.55 uh, Central European time. I think who have I got in the commentary box tonight? We've got, uh, doo -doo 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 -doo. I think I've got Nick, Jethro, and also Shrihiri will be there as well, helping the production of that. So that's exciting because it's a shootout to yeah. qualify. It's like a final. It's like a quarterfinal. I love it. I love it. It's like a quarterfinal, Mario. So tell me what your thoughts on this match. I have to be. Um, I have to stay true to myself. So I said that Taylor Fritz <laughs> would have been through the semifinals. So I, I'll be with Taylor Fritz. I think that he can, he can do it because even against Casper Ruud, he lost that match, but he. He played really well, and he he's showing to to be a top eight guy at least in these conditions, and not only in these conditions because he did it in for most part of the year. 
Um, so, well, I think that uh, um, that Taylor can do it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I also know that we we have to not underestimate Felix because uh, uh, even in in Paris uh, he started quite average, um, losing a set. He was like uh, seven six for one down or something like that against Imer, and and then he got better and better and better uh, as the tournament went ahead. So. I think that uh, uh, yeah, we um, will see an exciting match. Uh, I like to say that it's like a quarterfinal because uh, it's like that, um, and I I also like that this match is uh, will be playing in in the evening session because I I love the evening sessions. So I'm I'm looking forward to the match. I see. Um, I think that Fritz can do it. If I have to make a prediction, uh, but yeah, look at look at that for example. Yeah, probably uh, both have uh, have improved a lot since that match, uh, even if it was uh, only at the beginning of the year. But yeah, six seven, six four, six four. Um, I I'm expecting um, a result, a score similar to that one. Okay. Uh, I'm going for Felix, and there's a few reasons behind that. Um, um, first of all, I think I think overall, indoor hard, um, when Felix plays his best, uh, when he's serving as well as he can, uh, yeah. I would put him slightly ahead of, of Taylor Fritz. Let's think about what we've seen. Not just, uh, I think what we've seen in Turin is important. But let's uh, also look at the last two or three months of indoor hard yeah, court. Yeah. Only Djokovic, I think, has played better than Felix. Maybe Holger Runa. Those three have been the standout players for me during this, this period of the season. Uh, Taylor Fritz, until this tournament, hadn't really shown us a huge amount. I watched the final set of Taylor Fritz's against uh, Simon in France, uh, in Paris. I was there in the stadium. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. No, so... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Tell me, Mario, what are you thinking? No, yeah, that that, that loss was was really a bad loss, uh, yeah. uh, for sure. But I don't know why. I think that coming here as the last seed, uh, coming the spot uh, after Alcaraz's withdrawal, uh, it's like a, a comfortable situation for him uh, to play well, like. Uh, almost like it was uh, in Indian Wells um, this year. So I don't know. I that's the reason why I have good vibes uh, <laughs> thinking thinking about him. But yeah, I know that Felix has proved to be uh, to be amazing in this uh, indoor indoor season. Uh, he basically won almost every match <laughs> he's played. Um, I think that uh, that when he's at his peak level, I don't know how many of them are uh, are above Felix. Exactly. When at peak level, uh, Felix peak is um, is fantastic. I think that he can also beat uh, Djokovic in this tournament if 
he he's able to produce a, uh, his peak level um, because he has he has like that control controlled aggressive style. Uh, I don't know how to explain better, but uh, he he goes for his shots, but he's like uh, um, precise in, in what he has to do, even when he goes to the net. Uh, when, um, so it's I I'm impressed. I'm impressed by his tennis. Yeah, exactly. And I just think, uh, and and this is this is all you can do. Is I don't think either have had a perfect week. Of course, Felix against Casper was was very disappointing. Uh, and it was a bit of a surprise for me to see Felix's level drop compared to how it had been the previous four weeks. Um, Fritz's level uh, was pretty good against Rafa, uh, showed some good signs against Casper, but ultimately uh, couldn't prevail. Um, I think if, if, if Felix is getting better, that's also a thing as well that I think he's getting in all the four sets he's played, he's probably got slightly better. I mean, he couldn't get much yeah. worse than the than probably the first two sets against Casper. So there is a bit of momentum building with Felix. Uh, I could be entirely wrong. I mean, listen, it's 60-40. It's not a very clear cut thing for me, uh, but I would err more towards Felix. I just think that if Felix plays his best, I think really, uh, as I say, only Novak and Holger Runa could really live with him in, in recent weeks. Yeah. Um, what I would also say, and I think you raised a good point there, Mario. If I was a Novak Djokovic fan or on his team, I would be watching this match and I would be wanting Taylor Fritz to win. And I think that says everything. I think too. Even because uh, if we look at uh, about the uh, the head-to-head, I think that Novak has a great score against Fritz. Um, and yeah, I know like in, in the comments, um, they're saying... Felix beat an injured Nadal, uh, an injured Novak, sorry, at, at Lever Cup. Yeah, I know it. Uh, I I did it. Uh, um, I said uh, that thing to uh, like an idiomatic sentence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was yeah, to yeah. say that he can beat everyone if if he's at his peak level. Uh, yeah, I I think that they would prefer. Honestly, uh, watching all all the things that happened in the last months, I can't see today Novak losing against uh, Fritz or against Rude. I may be wrong. Um, I think that Felix can have a chance um, if he plays a good match. I mean, look, five five and zero. Oh. Uh, against Taylor Fritz, um, I'll be. Yeah, interested. there was the, the there was the match uh, also in Australia where he had the, uh, yes. the injury. Uh, yes. That one in five sets. Yeah, exactly. This one here. Yeah, yeah. That was one that was 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 really a bad loss, I would say, for Fritz. But and I think Fritz has that's twice now he's lost to one of the greats, if you like. Um, uh, and the the great was injured, but he couldn't quite get it back, if you like. Uh, he did really well to get back into that match. And, and listen, anything can happen in tennis, but the other four matches have all been straight sets wins for Djokovic, including on indoor hard in Paris last year. In, so similar similar conditions that you could argue, indoor hard at, at the very least anyway, Paris Bercy. Uh, the rest have all been on uh, clay with the exception of that uh, Australian Open match. But I do think that is far more favourable than this. Now, I know that that was at the Labour Cup. I, I, I'm, I'm very aware of that. I'm very aware of, of whether you want to take that match seriously. Even in Rome, even in Rome uh, that match was very close, very close match. 
Yep. And and basically, clay is his worst surface, Felix. So I just I'm not I'm not saying Felix will win. I still think that, that Djokovic will be the favourite. But I, I if you said yeah, to me if if you said to me Djokovic Fritz, for me it's 80-20. If it's Djokovic Felix, it's 70-30. That's that's my yeah. my Yeah, point. I agree. I agree my. with this uh, with these numbers. Um Mario, um any final comments either on tonight's match or today what we've seen. Let's just just finally close on on Rafa against Casper and, and just give us your final thoughts on that. Um, no, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> sorry, don't worry. Just your final thoughts on on Rafa against Casper today. Ah, okay, my, um, no, as I said, I think that uh, yeah, for Casper, it's not the end of the world. He's still first in the group, which means that he he'll avoid Novak Djokovic in the semifinals, and so that's huge. Um. And so, yeah, for, for Rafa, it's an important win, 7-5, seven, 7-5, five, seven, five, a, a, a quite close score. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, probably um, both uh, can be quite happy for today's match, quite happy, um, and only for today's match uh, for Rafa. But... Uh, uh yeah probably i i was expecting uh, uh, a more close a closer fight mm, but yeah it was a uh, an enjoyable match and thanks also to <laughs> i read in the comments thanks yes. Mario. So yes, thank you too. really nice uh thanks ghibli listen ghibli it's been great to have you on throughout this week making your comments as well the very smart ones and we may not agree 100% on everything, but that's the beauty of this sport. Yeah, Mario, listen, it was great having you on for the preview. It's been great having you on for these commentaries this week. Even if you were like uh, two weeks ahead of us and you're already, you're so far in the future, you're heading into the Australian Open right now. And and uh, maybe you already know how that's going to go. We should really call you Nostradamus because you really are in the future and predicting the future, if you like. Uh, but we've yeah. loved having you on this week and we, we can't wait to have you on again very soon. Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I've enjoyed this a lot. Thank you. And to the rest of the tennis world, uh, thank you for stopping by. If you enjoyed this video, make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe and click that notification bell so you don't miss out on all things tennis. Sports Social Podcast Network.